0: living la vida low carb talking about a low carb diet uh, getting your body healthy and ain't no doubt about it yeah it's really about ketosis a ketogenic life Yeah, a real-time indicator for ketosis called ketonics it messes your breath for ketones are you burning fat it's the first of its kind all my ketonians where you at hey. i'm just here to let you know want to look and feel incredible we live in la vida low carb get your body healthy and live long Hey. Keep my fats high, high, and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones, look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we own it. Yeah, yeah. With ketonics, I'm burning fat and I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. Living La Vida, low carb. I do this every day. If you wanna burn that fat, it ain't no other way, yeah go to ketonics.co and for my international followers it's ketonics.com woo!
1: Are you looking for whole food supplements for your ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Further Food. Go to furtherfood.com and you'll see that they source the highest quality ingredients on the planet. They have collagen peptides and my favorite, the gelatin powder to make those yummy gummies. And all of it is sourced from grass-fed, pasture-raised bovine collagen from Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay. Guys, this is really high-quality collagen. Collagen and gelatin. There's no hormones or antibiotics. It's non-GMO and it's the most tasteless and easiest to use on the market. And if you're not using collagen and gelatin, you need to be adding this to your ketogenic lifestyle. It helps reduce wrinkles, increase skin elasticity, making your skin firmer and softer. Collagen helps nails and hair grow longer and stronger while helping to rebuild your bones and strengthen your joints and ligaments. Collagen also helps with digestion, and will help you curb your carb cravings. Again, head on over to furtherfood.com, enter the coupon code JIMMY at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. Elevate your wellness. Further Food.
0: The Low Carb Woo! You're listening to a
1: special presentation of Jimmy Rants on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Jimmy and Christine are traveling, so we're bringing you some of the best content from Jimmy's daily show, Jimmy
0: Rants. Want to know what the very latest is in nutrition news? Follow Jimmy at JimmyRants.com for all of the archives and links to his social media where you can engage live with the content. Stay tuned now for a special Jimmy Rants on the LLVOC Show.
1: Today's Jimmy Rants is going to be all about the people who should not do keto. <gasps> yes, I'm the keto guy, and I'm going to help you identify who should not do keto. But before I do that, I want to read an article that was written uh, in Medical Daily, I found this one today from uh, this guy named Johnny Vatican. And the the headline you guys says, Keto diet, who should avoid this very low carb weight loss plan? Well, already I'm ticked off at the headline (laughs) because the reason why you go keto isn't about weight loss. I'm gonna scream this till I'm blue in the face. But if weight loss is your goal with keto, yes it can help you with that but it is not a quote weight loss plan even dr atkins when he wrote his book uh dr atkins diet revolution his primary objective in getting you to eat the atkins diet which was a low carb and then unlimited uh, fat and protein diet not quite keto but his purpose in that was never about weight loss It was about changing your metabolism, about making you a fat burner versus a sugar burner. So it kind of ticks me off that they say keto diet, and then they describe it as a very low carb weight loss plan. It's not. Its primary objective is to change the way your body is fueled, sugar burner to fat burner, primarily, And through that, you have health effects that happen in your blood sugar and your insulin levels and your inflammation levels and all of these good metabolic things that happen in your body. And then, oh yeah, by the way, when all of those things come into line, you should have fat loss as a side effect of that. But the primary objective is not weight loss. But I digress. Let's go to the story. If you're just joining us, we're talking about this article and they've pinpointed who they think should not be eating keto and so, what we're talking about here today is who should avoid eating keto, and it's not as many people as they're gonna make you think uh, in this article. So, when I'm done reading the article, I'll tell you who I think should probably avoid keto. So, you guys ready? Here we go. Developed primarily to treat drug resistant epilepsy in children in the 1920s, the ketogenic or keto diet has since morphed into a very popular weight loss. A mental well-being fad. They can't help themselves in these articles, can they? Whose advocates are about as avid as the champions of the Atkins low-carb diet. All right. Uh, I'm seeing this a lot, you guys, in the mainstream publications talking about keto. They want to talk about, well, this is only a, a very drastic diet that they had in the 1920s for children that didn't respond to drugs with their epilepsy. Uh, this is a very dangerous, drastic diet. Nobody really wants to do this and how dare anybody want to do this today? This is such a draconian diet. There's no way anybody would possibly want to ever do this to themselves. You know, they kind of have this kind of tone beneath it when they're describing this. But what they fail to realize is, no, we're not epileptic children. No, we don't eat a 90% fat and then the rest protein and very minimal carb diet like those children had to do. But what has been learned since 1921, when this was discovered, what's been uh, figured out is, hey, you can modify it. It's something that Dr. Atkins uh, was the first to kind of really popularize and get onto. You can modify this very, very low-carb, very, very high-fat diet to control epilepsy and actually do it for general health. So yes, while it started off as primarily to treat drug-resistant epilepsy in children, Uh, about 100 years ago it has morphed into okay maybe you don't have to cut your carbs as low as they did so let's bring them back up a little bit maybe you don't have to eat as much fat 90% as they did so you bring it back a little bit to the 70 to 80% range so what we're doing with ketogenic that is popular these days is a far different beast than what they did for these epileptic children even today Uh, groups like the Charlie Foundation they're promoting that traditional what they call the ketogenic diet very therapeutic uh, and and specific uh, ratios that end up being about a four to one ratio four being uh, grams of fat and one being protein carbs mix and so that that is what they're referring to but the popular diet that's out there now that's called keto That people are doing for general health is a lot more in line with a little higher in carbohydrate, a little higher in protein, but not high protein, and then a little bit lower in dietary fat since they tend to do it at 90%. The keto diet is also a low carb diet, but unlike Atkins, it is high in fat. It's all about increasing your calories coming from fat, and then seriously minimizing carb intake. That means following a restrictive, why do they have to use words like that? Restrictive keto friendly food list. Do you guys feel restricted at all? For me, keto is so free. You you wanna know where I felt restricted? Was every low fat diet I ever tried. Every single low fat diet I was Starving. And I now know why. It was the lack of fat. But they claim that a low carb, moderate protein, high fat, ketogenic diet is restrictive. I have never felt more freedom in my food choices than since I was able to eat bacon and eggs for breakfast with an avocado uh, and then not have to eat for many, 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 many hours. And then maybe late in the afternoon, have a hamburger patty with some vegetables with some butter on top and that's it and maybe a couple little squares of dark chocolate that's it that's not restrictive at all in fact it's very delicious and the beautiful part about this is you get to eat foods that actually taste good every low-fat diet I have nightmares about because every single one of them had tasteless food Fat-free this, fat-free that. You take the fat out, that's where all the deliciousness comes from. Now, they try to cover it up with sugar, but the damage is done. You're starving. You never get that satiation. So there is no restrictedness when it comes to keto. If you're just joining us, we're talking about this news article that is already off to a bad start in the first two paragraphs. Keto diet, who should avoid this very low-carb weight-loss plan Um, And I'm going to read who they think should avoid here in a minute when it gets to the end. And then after that, I'm going to correct them. Um, And then I'm going to tell you who I think probably should avoid keto. So let's keep reading. For all its alleged advantages, there is no alleged advantages. There are advantages. It lowers blood pressure and blood sugar levels, for example. The keto diet remains controversial because it tampers with the needed availability of glucose. No, it doesn't. Keto does not take away your ability to create glucose. This is a common misconception of how in the world do you feed your brain if you don't eat carbohydrates? You need 130 grams of glucose for your brain to function properly. And so they translate that as you mean uh, you need 130 grams of carbohydrate to fuel your brain. But what they don't acknowledge, and they never talk about the big long G word, gluconeogenesis. Your body has a very magical, wonderful process where it can make all the glucose in the world that you'll ever need for your uh, glucose dependent functions in your body, and there are some, Even in the most ketogenic person that's eating zero carbohydrates, you're still burning glucose. You're still producing glucose for all of the functions in the brain, in the heart, and the rest of your body that require having glucose. How? Gluconeogenesis. It's demand-driven and it's produced when you eat protein and you eat fat. Your body's very efficient at converting this over. Perhaps sometimes you've woken up in the morning, you're on an extremely low, maybe uh, carnivore, keto-style diet, and you're not eating any carbs at all, and yet you see a blood glucose reading of, say, 115, 110, 118, and you're going, what in the world, how in the world am I having glucose when I'm not really eating carbohydrate? Well, that is gluconeogenesis working. It is your body's response to the needs that it has for glucose in the morning. You've heard it called the dawn phenomena. Some people call it physiologic insulin resistance. It's actually a glucose sparing effect so that in the morning, your body, as you have cortisol help to wake you up, uh, that raises your blood sugar. And that raised blood sugar is actually a beneficial thing. So don't freak out if you see a little bit higher blood glucose in the morning on occasion, because that means your body is, it's got a full tank of the of the glucose to go take care of all those glucose dependent functions in the body. It'll distribute that and about three hours later, after you test it in the morning and you see that high level, three hours later, it's back down in what's your normal range. So don't freak out about that. This is completely normal but it does not, quote, tamper with the needed availability of glucose. That's just nonsense. It's not even based on fact. Look up, Johnny Vatican, the guy that wrote this article, look up gluconeogenesis, and you won't look so stupid the next time. Glucose is the indispensable fuel that powers the human body. No, it doesn't. It is not an indispensable fuel that powers the human body. If you are a sugar burner, sure, but they don't acknowledge that there's an alternative fuel source that you can shift over to. So everybody watching this right now, you are burning both sugar and fat, okay? So if you're burning both sugar and fat, we're talking about the preponderance of what's dominating your fuel partitioning. So most of us that eat keto, the predominance of what we burn is stored body fat, and ketones, those things are what fuel our body. Even in the leanest of lean person, that person has probably 100,000 calories worth of energy at their disposal when they're a fat burner. When you're a sugar burner, by the way, it's only about 2,000 calories, which is why those people have to keep eating and eating and eating um, sugary foods and carbohydrate-based foods is they gotta keep uh, adding to the fuel tank. And so this whole idea that glucose is an indispensable fuel that powers the human body. If you are predominantly a sugar burner, that's probably correct. But those of us that eat keto, fat and ketones are our predominant fuel source. But even in the most keto of keto person, you're still going to be burning some and still have some glucose in the tank. You want to know how? So when you go work out in the gym, how you can know that? You go work out at the gym, and as soon as you're done working out, test your ketones. I've had people freak out, they'll write to me. I tested my ketones after working out. I couldn't believe it was 158, or, or not ketones, blood sugar. Test your blood sugar. 158 blood sugar. What's going on? I thought keto lowered blood sugar. I'm like, what'd you do right before this? Oh, I lifted weights and I did a spin class, and there it is. When you have a higher blood sugar following a workout and you're zero carb or very low carb, and you see a very high blood sugar level, that is your telltale sign that you're getting plenty of glucose production in your body for the reasons I I stated before. And so when you do what's called a glycolytically demanding workout, like uh, heavy lifting, like a spin class, that kind of thing, it's going to raise your blood glucose. Nothing to worry about. Completely normal. Uh, Test again a couple of hours after the workout um, with no food, and then you'll see that it's back down into a normal range again. But people all freak out about this. So if you're just joining us, we're talking about this article where they're making the claim of who should avoid a very low-carb ketogenic diet. And... I'm making the claim that it's not as many people as you might think and definitely not as many as they're saying here. They're, they're laying the groundwork that, oh my God, you're stupid if you're if you're on a ketogenic diet. Why in the world would you do that? Um, and I'm correcting their misinformation, which I'm not even past the fourth paragraph of this uh, article. I'm going to speed up from here, but I wanted you guys to kind of get feedback on, see how they craft these things to make them sound so, why would anybody ever go keto under this context? Um, But let me continue. Especially in your brain. No, they're talking about the glucose indispensable fuel that powers the human body, especially the brain. No, your brain thrives on fat and ketones. Thrives. So this whole notion of, well, you got to feed your brain uh, with, with the glucose by having carbohydrate-based foods. And it's simply not true. Can you? Sure. Should you is another question altogether. I don't know about you guys, but my brain health has never been better since I have been on a ketogenic diet. And for me, the brain health benefits alone, which come from being in a state of nutritional ketosis, If that's the only benefit I got for the rest of my life, I would do it just for that benefit. Glucose allows it to operate optimally, talking about your brain and your body, day in and day out. I don't know about optimally. Can you live as a sugar burner? Obviously, most people do. But why wouldn't you, if it's more efficient to be a fat and ketone burner, why wouldn't you choose that? And they're not bringing that element into this at all our bodies are basically glucose burning machines no no they're not they're glucose producing machines for the reasons uh, i stated earlier for all those glucose dependent functions in the body but the primary fuel that you can run your body on is actually fat and then the byproduct of that fat burning being ketone production so this is nonsense you guys i hope when you see articles like this And I mean, I'm not even past the first page yet. And I'm already having to correct so much misinformation. Please pass this information on to the friends and family that read this kind of garbage. And then they think, oh my gosh, you're killing your brain and your body by not being a sugar burner. Our bodies are basically glucose burning machines that need adequate amounts of carbs, which is the main source of glucose to survive. You do not have A dietary need for carbohydrate. Try, try as they may, you guys, to tell us we need healthy whole grains. Try, try as they meet, uh, as as they do on a daily basis. They try to plead with us that we need to have some sort of requirement for carbohydrate in our diet. We have essential fatty acids, the fats that you eat in your diet. We have essential amino acids, the proteins that you eat in your diet. And I will say this one till I'm blue in the face. There is no such thing as an essential carbohydrate acid. It simply doesn't exist. If you never ate another carb in your life, you could thrive and probably be healthier than most people walking the planet today. They won't say it that bluntly in an article like this, But that's why you watch Jimmy Rants, because we tell it to you straight. The keto diet encourages the consumption of minimal carbs and instead encourages the consumption of high amounts of fat and a moderate amount of protein. That's true. A normal keto diet runs about 75% fat, 20% protein, only 5% carbs in a person's daily caloric requirements. In contrast, the typical American diet usually consists of 50 to 65% carbs. Do they realize what they just did? The typical American diet usually consists of 50 to 65% carbs. Are we healthy as a society? Are we non-obese as a society? No, last time I checked, we have obesity rates that are very high. Uh, We're coming up on if you combined the people that are overweight and obese it's about three-fourths of the population Uh, if you look at the things that are killing people the chronic diseases of our day heart disease type 2 diabetes cancer Alzheimer's disease and the like all of these things you guys directly related to your diet every single one of them are considered metabolic diseases and so they want to pretend like well the The typical, the the, the regular diet of Americans consists of 50 to 65 percent. And how dare you on a keto diet only have five percent of your uh, daily requirements coming from carbohydrate. Guess what? Something's got to give. Something's got to change if we're going to curb the obesity rates and curb all of this long laundry list of chronic diseases that people are dealing with. Can they get a clue and think that maybe, just maybe, it's that 50 to 65% of the carbohydrates in the standard, typical American diet that's causing those things to happen? Why is logic not being applied here? The ketogenic diet (laughs) mimics starvation. Okay, the ketogenic diet is not starvation so let's make sure that's that's very clear if you're talking about it mimics the effects on the body where you lower inflammation and lower uh, uh, insulin levels and lower blood sugar in a in the same way that going on a fast Uh, would do or in their case they're talking about starvation starvation and fasting i've done a whole jimmy rants about that before they're not the same thing fasting you choose to do this starvation you have availability of food but you can't have it um, or, or you don't have availability of food so but you want to eat food two totally different things but mimic starvation deprived of its daily requirement of carbs there is no daily requirement of carbs ugh Your body is forced into this metabolic state of ketosis. Ooh, it's so dangerous You get forced into going into ketosis. Any of you guys feel like you're forced to get into ketosis? No, not me either. Our bodies need an adequate supply of dietary glucose, which we've talked about. You don't need dietary glucose. Your body can make all the glucose it needs, from the fat and the protein that you consume. And it gets converted very easily into glucose by the liver. Your liver ain't dumb. Your liver knows what it's doing. And it creates all the glucose. And it's constantly, like right now, I'm not eating any carbs today. And right now, my body is making plenty of glucose for the various glucose-dependent functions in the body. I don't need to have one singular dietary glucose in my meals that I eat in order to get that. Glucose is mainly transported and used as energy and stored as glycogen in the liver and muscle. And again, you don't have to eat dietary glucose or carbohydrate to have that happen. Deprived of dietary carbohydrates, usually less than 50 grams a day, the liver becomes the sole provider of glucose in order to feed our glucose hungry organs. You see how like the crafting of the language is still I mean, you can just, it's just dripping with uh, derision and snideness about keto. This author, Johnny Vatican, man, he, he must be, I don't know, is he a vegan? What, what, what is he, what's his beef here? <laughs> All pun intended with keto. Our brains are especially hungry for glucose, account for more than 20% of the total energy we use daily. Uh, not if you are a fat and ketone burner. That's simply not true. Once liver glycogen uh, becomes depleted, our bodies use the energy reserve found in ketone bodies manufactured by the liver. These ketone bodies derive primarily from the fatty acids in your diet or body fat, which is why when you eat a ketogenic diet and you lower the amount of carbohydrates, why it's so critical that you eat high fat defined as about 70 to 80 percent of your calories. This is why high fat is so critical on keto, because when you deprive your body of glucose from dietary carbohydrate, you have to replace it with an alternative fuel source, which is what he's talking about there with the fatty acids turning into ketones. So if you're not eating adequate fats in your diet, when you go keto, then you're not going to be able to have the energy. It's why people feel sluggish. Remember the Uh, 70 pounds of life uh, girl Marissa the other day that we did the Jimmy rants about. That's what she was uh, dealing with was she was severely under eating uh, calories um, and ostensibly fat calories and that's why she was having some issues. And so don't let that happen. These ketones are called beta-hydroxybutyrate. They're released into the bloodstream and used by the brain and other organs. So they got that right. With this info in mind, here we go. It becomes obvious that the keto diet is not for everyone. Well, yeah. Now that they've painted this like ugly, ugly picture of, man, you're stupid if you're gone keto. What what, what are you people thinking? Um, they want to identify people who they think should avoid it. It's heavy reliance on dietary fat and severe restriction on carbs it means people with Type 1 diabetes can't use it. Any type 1s on here I want to hear from you, please, please, please. If you have type 1 diabetes, your pancreas no longer can create uh, insulin, okay? So if your body can't make insulin, then you're, you're insulin dependent. So that's what type 1 diabetes is. So if someone has type 1 diabetes and you're insulin dependent, doesn't it stand to reason that that if you can eat a diet that requires a low amount of exogenous insulin, that that would be a good thing. And hmm, is there a diet? Do you guys know of a diet? I I think I've heard of a diet before that is very low level of insulin needs. What could that? Oh, yeah, it's a ketogenic diet. And I know many a type one diabetics that have gone keto and been extremely successful at not eliminating their need for insulin, they'll always be insulin dependent, but lowering their actual need for insulin. And I, ha- I have another new story in here I wanna talk about. There's actually this move, you guys, uh, because insulin is getting higher in price now, uh, there's this move to try to plead with these manufacturers of, this, uh, of insulin, to lower the price because they're making it where it's not uh, affordable, especially for people with type one diabetes. So in light of that, if they could eat a diet in such a way that would lower their requirement for needing as much insulin and save them money, isn't that a good thing? And yet they don't want to talk about keto being good for type one diabetes. In fact, they just want to discourage them. In this article, those with type one diabetes Our insulin-dependent, a keto diet stands to lower blood sugar to dangerous levels. So it's not that it doesn't lower your blood sugar. It's not that. It's that it's going to make you hypoglycemic, is what they say. Oh, your blood sugar will get too low. They can't have it both ways, you guys. Because if you eat in the way they want you to eat, fifty-five to sixty percent carbohydrate. What are those type 1 diabetics gonna have to do? They're gonna have to inject themselves with enough insulin to cover those carbohydrates. So remove the carbohydrates. You don't lower your blood sugar to dangerously low levels, it gets down into normal low levels. And this is kind of a, an interesting discussion, too. You know, I'll sometimes uh, talk about my blood sugar being in the 70s, maybe the low 80s, and people are like, Are you feeling okay? I'm like, Yeah, Why wouldn't I? Oh, that's hypoglycemia. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's what's considered normal when you eat keto. And so if you have normal blood sugars, let's not conflate this and say, well, because sugar burners have higher levels of blood glucose uh, and 70s and 80s would be considered hypoglycemia in a ketogenic context, normal is 70s and 80s. So let's don't let's don't make this harder than it needs to be. And yet they're passing on very uh, dangerous advice here that these type one diabetics, they're just going to have their their blood sugar crash. Can a type one diabetic have hypoglycemic episodes even on keto? Absolutely, they could. That's why they have fast acting uh, glucose tablets and things that they could uh, take to bring it back up again. But at the end of the day, that is less of a problem than they're making it out to be in this story. All right. Who else should avoid keto, according to this article? And this next one, you guys, I actually agree with. Finally, the whole article. I've been waiting to find something that I like, you know, wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, So who should avoid pregnant or breastfeeding women? So... A growing fetus requires a steady glucose supply to support normal growth, including crucial brain development, reduced glucose availability caused by a maternal keto diet may have long-term adverse effects on infant health. These include abnormal growth patterns and alterations in brain structure. All right, let, let me give the caveat here. If you are currently keto and you get pregnant, do not stop eating keto. Now, maybe you can have a little more carbs than you normally would because pregnant women, uh, it's extremely easy for you to get into a state of ketosis, even with extra carbs. Um, but if you're not currently keto and then you get pregnant, that's not the time not the time to start keto. So that's the caveat. I agree with them. If you're not currently keto and you get pregnant uh, or you're breastfeeding, that's not the time to go keto but if you're already keto and you got a little keto baby on the way then keep eating keto and keep doing the things that got you pregnant because here's the thing too a lot of reproductive endocrinologists they uh, have women come into their clinic that can't get pregnant Uh, they're having fertility issues because they have this thing called PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome and with PCOS it's extremely hard for women to get pregnant and then they put them on a low carb diet. I'm thinking about this guy uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. He's a reproductive endocrinologist that's low carb, uh, named Dr. Michael Fox. And he regularly—that's the first thing he'll do when someone comes in with PCOS, a woman, and wants to get pregnant. He's like, "We're going to put you. We're going to take the carbs out of your diet." And when he does that, usually within a couple of months, they have a baby, uh, or they have—they get pregnant to, to start the process of having a baby. It's pretty cool, and so. In that context, if they got pregnant because the hormones came under control and allowed them to uh, conceive, why would would the mom stop? Why would the, the woman who has a little munchkin growing, why would they stop? And the point is, they don't necessarily have to. All right. The next one, who should avoid eating keto? According to this article, I do not agree with, athletes. Those who are involved in sports that require explosive movements, such as the martial arts or even sport dancing, will benefit more from a moderate carbohydrate intake rather than keto. Explosive movement uh, eats up the muscle's glycolytic capacity, which is powered by glucose from dietary carbohydrates. No, 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 no. Can I say no? I wanna say bleep no, but I'm gonna keep it clean here today. No. We know plenty of an athlete who is keto adapted, who on the day of their race, the day of their sport activity, they might have carbohydrates to to fill up their glycogen stores those days and top them off, but they'll burn through that really fast. And then what burns after that is the fat and the ketones. Uh, I've interviewed many people on my podcast Most recently, Mark Kukazela. He's a medical doctor in West Virginia who is a runner. And he talks about uh, that he's fat adapted, he's keto adapted, and on the day of the race, he'll have about 150 grams of carbohydrate on that uh, day of the race. And so he'll, he'll top off his glycogen stores doing that. He'll start the race and it's marathons, you guys. So he's running, he's running, he's running. By the first few miles, all of maybe 10, 15 miles, all of that glucose, glycogen buildup from the carbohydrates that he consumed is gone, what's fueling him then? That's right, it's fat and it's ketones. And then when he refuels himself, he's not putting the the gel and the goo that's just all glucose, he's putting fat into his body and he's continuing to use that along with his stored body fat to fuel the workout. The LA Lakers several years ago had Dr. Kate Shanahan as their primary nutrition doctor, and she put them on a ketogenic diet, trying to get these athletes to become more efficient. Um, I know Kobe Bryant, towards the end of his career, was on that team where Dr. Shanahan was the nutrition doctor, and it helped to give him a little more longevity in his uh, uh, NBA career because of keto. And so we don't need to necessarily think that athletes cannot use fat and ketones very efficiently like this article is pretending like. On the one hand, endurance athletes might thrive on keto. Yeah, no kidding. Because their sports can adequately be fueled by fatty acid oxidation and ketones. Uh, so they're making the claim that if you do any kind of glycolytically demanding workouts that you can't possibly have enough glucose. And again, I think those people could probably have the carbohydrates like Dr. Kukazella has. But here's the thing about Dr. Kukazella, At the end of that race, and after all the blood sugar kind of calms down from, from the running, he'll test his ketones a couple of hours after the race is over, and his ketones are uh, in, in nutritional ketosis. 2.5, 3.6. They're good. They're really good, even though he had 150 grams of carbs that day. So we need to talk about, within the context of athletes, fat adaptation, but then strategic carbs when necessary to top off the glycogen. All right, another uh, one, there's three more here uh, who should not do keto according to them. People who have had their gallbladders removed. Well, this is nonsense. My wife Christine had her gallbladder removed in 2006, 13 years ago. And she eats keto just fine. In fact, she had it out uh, 2006. She didn't really go serious keto till 2012. So by the time she went serious keto, which by the way, her gallbladder had to come out because she ate a low fat diet. They don't ever want to talk about that either. The reason people have their gallbladders come out is because the low fat diet caused that to happen. When you don't eat dietary fat, the gallbladder's primary role is to produce bile to help you digest fats. Well, if you're not eating fat in your diet because you're eating a low-fat diet thinking you're doing something healthy, the, uh, the bile ducts actually start to get sludgy and that's when you start to have pain in your side and then the doctors, oh, we could take that out. And, and that's what they had to do with Christine. Um, Of course, in hindsight, she now says, if I knew then uh, what I know now as a nutritional therapy practitioner, then I probably would not have had it taken out. Um, But a lot of people do. A lot of people, it's such a a popular uh, laparoscopic surgery these days that everybody has it done. And they, oh, well, that precludes me from doing keto. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You may have to ease into it a little more than most people with the higher fat, but it doesn't preclude you. And with the beautiful uh, digestive enzymes that are out there and they have this thing called ox bile that you can take. There's so many things that can be digestive aids to help you so that you get all the benefits of keto without having any kind of gastric distress. Uh, without a gallbladder, a person won't be at their best on a high-fat diet like Keto. Uh, if a person has had their gallbladder removed or has a gallbladder disease, they should consult with their doctor before trying Keto. Don't don't, look, don't see your doctor. Your doctor's going to discourage you from Keto anyway. But for the reasons that I mentioned, you can mitigate that with these digestive enzymes and other supplements. All right, two more, you guys. People with thyroid disease. Christine has this too. She has Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune hypothyroidism. And it says a keto diet might suppress levels of thyroid hormones. No. What keto does to thyroid is, yes, some people see lower numbers on various markers. Of course, what they look at is TSH primarily. Maybe they do T3, T4. But most doctors only run TSH. Well, if it goes down, see, keto did this to you. But does anybody ever stop to ask the question, is a lower number necessarily a bad thing? Does a lower number mean that it's a lower function or does it mean it's a better function? Because when you're not having to work your thyroid as much, isn't it a good thing that the number goes lower that maybe it's not having to work as hard? Now, if you're symptomatic, obviously, of having hypothyroidism uh, and other issues with your thyroid, obviously pay attention to that. But just a low number in your TSH alone doesn't mean you have some kind of a thyroid disease and that, quote, keto's made it worse. Maybe with the removal of the carbohydrates from your diet and shifting that body over from sugar burner to fat burner, maybe it's providing benefit to your thyroid so it doesn't have to work as hard. Is that not a good thing? I think it is. Finally, people with multiple sclerosis, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society raises questions about the long term safety of the ketogenic diet for MS patients. It also cautions about possible side effects like fatigue and constipation. Well, with all due respect to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society uh, and their thoughts about keto, none of that is a preclusion from someone with MS trying to use this to help heal their bodies. We're talking about a real food diet. We're talking about an anti-inflammatory diet. We're talking about a diet that controls the hormones, namely insulin and other issues that could be contributing to that disease and its progression getting worse. So let's don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and think that people with MS should just automatically not eat keto you know the American Heart Association also vehemently uh, tells people to avoid keto and to eat more healthier brains and all this kind of stuff and there's people that have heart disease all the time just because some organization comes out against keto does not mean it's necessarily the gospel truth of what you should do alright so that is the end of their article, you guys. And hopefully by now, uh, with all my commentary about all the nonsense they shared, uh, you get a better picture of how they got it wrong. All right. Who does Jimmy Moore think needs to avoid keto? Uh, they mentioned the pre- the pregnant women. And again, I gave the caveat. People that um, aren't currently keto and you get pregnant uh, certainly don't start keto Uh, Once you get pregnant and or uh, breastfeeding, same thing. If you're not already keto, don't start it uh, until after that's done. So I think people that have a disordered relationship with food vis-a-vis anorexia, bulimia, uh, or some kind of other eating disorder, they need to be very careful about going on a ketogenic diet because I think it's the diet mentality that can actually lead them uh, off the rails. And I think if those people want to try a ketogenic diet, get the head stuff worked out first. Improve that relationship with food first because until that happens, um, keto will become just another diet like any other diet and and you're going to respond with the same actions accordingly if you have one of these eating disorders so i think deal with the head stuff first uh, and make sure that you get that under control all right who else i don't think that healthy and hear me clearly healthy kids under the age of 12 i don't think they need to go necessarily on a ketogenic diet should they eat real food yes can they have uh, fruit absolutely they, they they should have fruit uh, at that age um, as a treat um should can they eat keto at that age absolutely we're just talking about real whole foods but I don't think their need to be keto uh, is there I don't think there's a need now if the kid is already exhibiting signs of obesity or exhibiting other signs of insulin resistance, Um, Or obviously, if the kid has type one diabetes, then a low carb ketogenic diet could be awesome for them. But for the most part, relatively healthy kids under the age of 12 do not need keto. Now, once they're in their teenage years, uh, they could probably start eating keto very comfortably. Um, And plus, at that point, from like 13 to 18, you're training them for what they're going and how they're going to eat uh, when they become an adult. And so you want to give them good habits that are strong in their heads so that when they go off on their own, uh, they know how to eat. I never got that. When I was in my teenage years, I was doing low fat diets to lose weight uh, and I watched crappy garbage diets, crappy garbage this. um, And so when I went off to college, that's exactly what I did. I eat crappy garbage all the time and it's how I ballooned up to 410 pounds. So teaching them at that uh, teenage uh, years, in those teenage years, will help them. Other than that, you guys, I'm not really seeing anybody that would be harmed in any way by eating a real foods based, low carb, moderate protein, high fat ketogenic diet. It's just food. And of course they want to make it, make it like you're eating poison And these kind of articles that I read here today, they want to make it look like that if you go keto, you're somehow causing great harm to your body. It's just food. It's just food. Call it what you want to call it. Here's the thing. They call it keto. But what have you said? You know what? I I eat a clean, real food-based diet. Uh, I eat foods that are delicious. Things like steak and vegetables, uh, a little bit of butter, some avocado, some green leafy, uh salad with an avocado oil on top. If you describe the diet of keto, most people don't have any problem with that at all. But the moment you call it the four letter K word, it becomes a four letter word and people just lose their minds. So it's it's pretty fascinating to me, all of the nonsense that's put out there. But the bottom line in this Jimmy Rance, who should avoid eating keto? It's really not as many people as this article would lead you to believe Uh, and certainly those two, two, uh, groups plus the pregnant women that aren't currently keto. Those are the exceptions. You guys, most people would probably do just fine eating keto. All right. Let's see what you guys have to say. Welcome in. I'm going to start with Instagram live first. I'll come over here to you guys in a minute here on Facebook. Thanks for being here. You guys for this Jimmy rants. And I saw a bunch of comments come in, I guess came in late. Limiting fat is not restrictive, says Katrina. Yeah, that's what they think. They, they never acknowledge, uh, they always talk about the restrictive nature of uh, of doing a ketogenic diet, but they never acknowledge the restrictiveness that is a low-fat diet. It's It's more miserable. I would rather give up sugar and carbs and eat fat than have to give up fat and eat all the sugar and carbs in the world because you can keep eating sugar and carbs. Do you ever feel satiated that way? Yeah, no, me neither. And so that's why keto works so beautifully. Uh, Freeing, that's what keto does for me. Yeah, it does, doesn't it, Bonnie? George says, not restricted. I have freedom to choose now, no longer driven by the cravings, no longer hungry all the time. Nope. Uh, Let's see here. Wordsmithing says EPAM. Yeah. Yeah. That's this article was full of wordsmithing. And I would even say uh, propagandizing because of some of the characterizations of keto. You can definitely tell the person's bias that wrote it. C-Doc says Alzheimer's will show uh, it to be a product of a sugar fed brain. Uh, Time will tell. I think we're already seeing um, a lot of research come out in that realm. C-Doc. Ashton says, I used to be a, uh, what I thought was scatterbrained, but now after being on keto, I realized my brain was fat deprived. Yes, I think so much clearer now and feel like I actually have a brain. You know, I wish I could go back to school uh, in my 20s again, go back to college in my late teens and early 20s as a fat fueled brained student because I, I was pretty smart back in college but man, I, I just—I just think about if I could take this brain right now and go back to college. Never mind all the wisdom from the last 20 years, but um, the way my brain feels now, I would have done so much even better. I, I did okay in college, but I would have done so much better as a fat-fueled brain. Britney Keto Glow, killing it today. I think I've said amen at least 10 times. <laughs> well, good. This is not the church of Jimmy Rants though, I promise you. Uh, thriving extremely well on keto, says BS Bird. Been keto since uh, February of 2018, down 65 pounds. Average blood sugar of 82. Ketones two and a half to three. I'm 66-year-old female. That's awesome. Keep up the great work. Val says, these kind of articles make my head hurt from banging it against the wall. Yeah, I should. (laughs) Uh, I love it when you start screaming, says Olga. Yes. Yes. If I'm screaming on Jimmy Ranch, you know it's another one of those articles for sure. There is so much misinformation in that article. Yeah, I get so tired of all this. Some info are lies to push their agenda. Well, guys, it's why I address it here on Jimmy Rants, because these are the kind of articles your friends and your family are reading and they'll find this article and oh, my gosh, you're on that keto thing. Did you know? And so they kind of bring up all this kind of stuff. And of course, the language is by design to indoctrinate people into thinking keto is all these negative things. Uh, you said you need fat on keto. Thanks for saying this. I've been circling that on keto. You don't need to eat fat because your body is burning fat. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have that mentality, Brittany, where they think, Oh, if you have fat on your body, there's no need to eat fat in your diet, but you actually can burn both very well, but you need the dietary fat to help, um, stoke the fat burning that is in uh, your body so the dietary fat stokes the burning of stored body fat all right uh, before the discovery of insulin a ketogenic diet was what they recommended for type 1 exactly doc. that's that's precisely what they did health ruth says what about people with liver problems or who can't seem to produce ketones in appreciable levels well that's where working with someone like a nutritional therapy practitioner or a functional medicine doctor who understands keto can help with that sometimes there's little tweaks that have to be done in the diet sometimes it has nothing at all to do with their diet and it's about the stress in their life it's about uh, a lack of sleep it's about allowing uh, things to come into their lifestyle that can cause havoc, so I don't buy that people with quote liver problems or who can't seem to produce ketones in any appreciable levels is necessarily anything um, that would preclude them from going keto. Obviously, they need to get those issues worked out uh, first. So if you have a liver issue, you know try to get that under control, and obviously keto uh, helps with that too because the thing that damages the liver the most is fructose causes a lot of damage to the liver and carbohydrates uh, can lead to uh, fatty liver disease. So one of the best healers of the liver is a very low carb, high fat ketogenic diet. So again, a bit of uh, a bit of the misinformation that's out there it makes it hard to uh, communicate. George says, Dr. Boz is treating a type one diabetic to lower overall insulin usage and damage. Uh, She's been doing this on YouTube every Sunday. Yeah, I love Annette Boz. I hate to feel this way, but bottom line, it's all about the money. Ashton, it's always, isn't it? Um, Brittany says, I started keto while breastfeeding. It upped my breast milk and helped me out a lot. That's, That's awesome. Newborns are born into ketosis. Yep, babies need fat for brain development, not crappy carbs found in baby formula. Here, here, keto doc. Uh, I'm curious why starting keto after becoming pregnant or starting breastfeeding would not be advised. Well, uh, Beth, it's not that it's not not that it's not advised. It's just that you don't want to do a dramatic change if your purpose at that point in your life as a breastfeeding mom is to give breast milk to your child. Uh, The dramatic change might cause hormonal changes that would uh, preclude the production of the breast milk. Um, I remember uh, Dr. Will Cole and I uh, took a question on this several months ago on Keto Talk, and that was what he said during that episode. I think Dr. Jeff Folick did a study on athletes and keto at Ohio State. Yeah, um, Val, he did. Um, and it's actually very well known uh, that athletes do extremely well once they become keto adapted uh, they, their bodies adapt very well. They have a temporary period of about two weeks where their uh, performance goes down, but then by the third week, third, fourth week, when they become keto adapted, that performance comes back up again as they made the shift over from sugar burner to fat burner. It's amazing how people just blabber on about something they haven't really researched, says Pammy. It's not difficult to find the evidence for keto. Yeah, I wish I knew about keto. I would have insisted on keeping my gallbladder, says Rochelle. Yeah. Katrina, my 12-year-old daughter was just diagnosed with Hashimoto. She's starting keto when school is over. This was her idea with my guidance. That's awesome. Brittany says the MS one pisses me off. My mom has MS and this is just pure BS. She does keto and is thriving now. Brittany, I'm happy to hear that. Kiki says, my husband lowered his A1C from 11.9 to 8.2 in just five weeks on keto. Oh, but it it doesn't work. It's not good for blood sugar control. It's it's not good, obviously. It's not good. They tell you that. They keep telling you it's not good. (sighs) Mainly people should just eat keto, uh, just not eat junk. Uh, Mainly people should just eat ketogenic, just not eat junk. That's a good point, Sam. Thank you for that uh co-guide dogs maybe next time reading an article that claims keto is (laughs) un-american don't tempt them there's somebody out there that will write that article obviously supporting big ag big farm processed food corps are essential for americans to prosper uh yeah they think so tammy says my rheumatologist treating me for lupus says, it's the state of ketosis that is bad for my kidneys, I just keep quiet, Keto on. See, I hate that that kind of information gets disseminated to patients. What he's talking about is a state of ketoacidosis not being good for your body. Doctors and rheumatologists and uh, doctors of all sorts um, aren't trained in nutrition, So their mechanism for when they hear keto or ketogenic, their mechanism for understanding is all predicated on what they learned about the dangerous state of uh, of ketoacidosis. So when they hear ketosis, they think ketoacidosis. And that's simply not true. Casey says spent four days on vacation off keto with my friends, wanted to eat every three hours back on keto and into 24 hour water fast. And I feel fine now. That's awesome. Uh, does keto help those with PCOS not trying to get pregnant? Yeah, uh, PCOS is just another form, amber, of insulin resistance. So absolutely, if you're not trying to get pregnant uh, and you have PCOS, absolutely. It, it, it does, it's not just for the people that want to be pregnant. But if you're trying to get pregnant and PCOS is the reason you're not able to, uh, then keto can help to heal the insulin resistance, which manifests as PCOS. Uh, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not. All right. So I'm going to pop over here to Facebook Live because I had a bunch of comments over here as well. Welcome in, you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all your comments on today's Jimmy Rance. Uh, Hormonal harmony is enough to make me stay keto, says Barbara. Yeah. Missy said, this article is insanity. I can't believe that people would believe this. Well, they believe it because it's in print. That's the problem. They see this big, sexy headline that says, Ooh, these are the people that shouldn't do it. And then like three fourths of the information is just garbage, garbage. They are correct on that point and is why there is an obesity epidemic says Dan. Yeah. It's a good job. Your health markers are better. You'd be having a stroke this morning, says Claire. <laughs> yeah, I think my inflammation might have gone up just a little bit during the reading of this uh, this article. Mike says, if our bodies can perform gluconeogenesis by making our own glucose, that proves we simply don't need carbs. Thank you for spreading the good word. You're welcome. Kay said, he is hangry. You talking about Johnny Vatican, he's hangry. <laughs> Uh, need those carbs to take more and more meds, I guess. Yes, Dan, that's exactly it. This is the thing nobody talks about that if you're a type one diabetic or even a type two that might be on insulin, what's the best way to lower your insulin need? It's to lower your blood sugar. What's the best way to lower your blood sugar? Not eat those foods that would raise your blood sugar. That's where the carbs come into play. Uh, love these rants. Thank you, Kay. Keto saves lives. Awesome. I'm type two down four meds in two months. Patricia, that's amazing. Who is the person writing the article? The National Enquirer says Missy. <laughs> All right. I'm running out of time over on Instagram. So I'm going to close this up. I'll come back to you guys here in a minute, Facebook Live. But thank you guys for being here for this episode of Jimmy Rants. JimmyRants.com is the website. You can engage live. Go follow me on Instagram at Man. You can watch it for 24 hours on replay on Instagram. After that, it does disappear. Go to YouTube, type in a keyword, search Jimmy Rants. You will find the show Finally, the best of the best moments of this year's show are in podcast form. It's the Jimmy Rance Podcast over on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. All of these links are at JimmyRance.com. Instagram live. Until next time, we'll see you then.
0: .com disk